For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know Him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards, not many were influential, not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before Him. It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. New International Version Although a lot of people are not religious, I believe every person on planet Earth is spiritual. By that I mean we all intuitively know deep in our gut that there are bigger things going on in this world beyond our own existence, that there is a transcendent someone who is higher than us whom we can connect to and helps us connect with one another as humans. If our epistemology, the study of how we as humans know things, doesn't allow for transcendent reality, then it is a deficient and truncated philosophy, the study of truth, knowledge, and conduct, it will not be able to accommodate spiritual realities. There are times you have no explanation for what is happening, no words to describe the experience you went through. That's because your five senses, taste, sight, touch, smell, and sound, although alert and reliable with taking in all kinds of sensory data, are simply inadequate to explain the transcendent situation. I was once talking with an agnostic, a person who denies that ultimate knowledge can be found, or that knowledge can be located ultimately with a God. This particular guy became a father for the first time. He was fresh off the incredible experience of being in the room with his wife when she gave birth to their son. Bill, not his real name, was flush with enthusiasm. He took in the sight of his newborn baby boy held him and touched him for the first time, and joyfully listened to his very first screams of new life in this great big world. Bill described it all to me with such awe and reverence. Then, Bill said something to me that I haven't forgotten. I don't know how to explain it, Tim. Something spiritual happened when my son was born, something I can't put into words. All I can say is that I experienced something that was not of this world. Something not of this world. That was Bill's way of saying that he had no mental categories from which to draw from to give him any kind of sensory explanation to the awesome reality of being there at childbirth. Our five senses are vital, critical, and significant, yet they do not tell the whole story. As important as our ability to taste, see, touch, smell, and hear is, there are other ways of knowing and experiencing life. Faith and spirituality are the sixth sense which enable us to discern and know things about ourselves, this world, and God, things that we would not know with only our five senses. There is a spiritual reality which transcends the physical. The soul, whether we acknowledge we have one or not, is the place of communion with this unseen reality. 
The inner person is where we meet up with God and find a vast world of spiritual resources which boggle the five senses. Somehow, we know this is true, even if we have no language to explain it. Jesus once said that it is the Spirit who gives life, human strength isn't even a factor, John 6:63. In other words, God is Spirit, and the one who gives meaning, connection, relationship, and even physical life. Human abilities cannot ultimately do this. Yes, we do have biological explanations for human attraction, marriage, and where babies come from, yet this is not the whole story. There is a transcendent reality behind it all that gives life meaning and purpose. There are times, once in a while, when the unique, the astonishing, and the beautiful grab us. Our souls spring to life. We see the transcendent and get an awesome glimpse of this place where the physical and the spiritual touch. We taste that the Lord is good, and hear the call to a deeper experience of recognizing the care and compassion of Christ. We take in a deep breath and smell the aroma of Him who created us in His image and likeness. Let your senses draw in all the wonderful information it can. And don't stop there. Allow your soul to drink in the spiritual dimension of wisdom, and feed your inner person with Jesus Christ, who saves us from the sinful and the mundane, and lifts us to the world of the Spirit where there is life, hope, and infinite love. Holy God, your knowledge of me exceeds what I grasp or see in any moment, you know me better than I know myself. Now, help me to trust in your mercy, to see myself in the light of your holiness, and grant me the grace that I may have true contrition, make an honest confession, and find in you forgiveness and perfect remission. Amen. A Prayer of Saint Augustine